0: get started what's going on guys it's your boy Luke and I've got something going that's gonna be awesome right now for you guys we're gonna have a special guest on this live today Um, we're gonna have King Kong on the live and get this thing started so I hope you guys are tuned in and you guys are ready to learn from one of the most best negotiators in the wholesaling uh, community, guys. This guy here is definitely quite the influencer. All right, um, Kong Lee, his journey, he started from... Literally living in Vietnam, all right. He was born and uh, and he lived in a, in a mud hut in Vietnam, and he made his way to creating and controlling a seven-figure wholesale business, guys, multi-million. So this is definitely somebody that you want to listen to when he speaks, and you know it's, it's definitely a blessing to have him on here to share his story uh, with everybody. So be sure that guys, when he gets on here and he's speaking, be sure to drop lots and lots of hearts. For Kong, alright. And on top of that too, guys, um, for those of you guys watching, uh, feel free to screenshot, you know what I mean? Feel free to share and hashtag um, let's wholesale real estate, share it to your story, share it on your pages, you know what I'm saying? Spread the love so that way um, you know this this information this information can get out to others as well who need it. By the way, by the way, if you guys haven't already downloaded the free course all right, on how to do a wholesale deal, the process of wholesaling real estate, download that course right now at www.schoolofwholesaling.com and you can learn for free how to do a wholesale deal. Okay, guys, so if you guys haven't already done that, uh, feel free to do that. It's about to be a dope live. Man, I'm so excited, guys. I hope you guys are excited. What up, what up,
1: player? Happy Friday, my man. What up, bro? Happy Friday. How's it going, brother? Yeah, man. Hey, first of all, I want to say thank you so much, man, for having me on. I really appreciate it. But, uh, dude, this week's been crazy, bro. I've been hitting up IG Live, like, every single day, bro.
0: (laughs) Yo, yo, that's because you're a rock star, bro. People want to hear you speak, man.
1: (laughs) Oh, stop it, bro. Stop it. Okay, man.
0: Yo, listen, listen, it's a pleasure to have you on here. I'm, I'm so grateful that you can, you know, you, you can cut out the time to share your story um, on this platform with me today. Uh, we're all excited, man, and we can't wait to get into it. By the way, guys, if you guys don't know who's on right now, this is Key Kong in the building. If you don't know who's on, guys. This guy here. I want to tell you a story, so bad, but I feel like that's that's for you to do, man. I don't want to rock you that. So, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who
1: you are, bro? Okay. Well, for those of you who don't know, my name is Kong. I was born in uh, I was born in Vietnam, uh, raised up in a mud hut, right? Dirt poor. Never had any formal education when I was back in my country, so I can speak my own language, but I can't read or write in my language at all. Came over to America at the age of nine. And then from 9 to 15, I was working every single summer. I was picking blueberries, raspberry, cucumber, beans. I mean, you name it, I picked it. All right. So unlike other kids where after school, they get to go and enjoy the summer with their friends and hang out with their families. I was picking berries all the way every single summer. So I dropped out of high school when I was 17 because I knew that school wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- like, pretty much throughout my childhood, I, like, my parents ingrained inside of me the work ethic, and I knew that I was just wasn't good in school. So, dropped out of high school when I was 17, met my wife at the age of 18, moved into a little love shack behind a mobile home park, and, and, and lived there from the age of 18 all the way to I twenty 23. And I got into real estate when I was about, I, I would say, late 27, uh, tw- late 27, 28. And, um, you know, I'm just like some of you that just want to make it in life, become a millionaires, And, uh, you know, just when I first started, I was lost, confused, overwhelmed, stressing out, you know, like you, we, we wanted more in life. And uh, I didn't want to work it, you know, obviously didn't want to work and grind until I was 65, 75 and retired with the four, the O, the one, the K. Um, I was working at a job, man, from 18 from like, I'm sorry, 19 all the way until I was 27, man. I, I worked at a job for about eight years making, I started out making $8.50, finally made 30,000 a year where my family, my where my mom and dad thought it was, it was the best thing because they made 20,000 a year. So when I was making 30,000 a year, you know, to, to, to them, this is the it job that I should never quit, never get fired from it, you know, and, and things like that. But um, man, started real estate. Made the um, made the first investment was seven. Uh, took seven thousand dollars. Went to a seminars, a three day seminar event. Learned everything about you know wholesaling, fix and flip, and everything like that. So I first started out. I started out fix and flip. I started in the fix and flip game, and then um, and then went into wholesaling about four years ago. And um, you know, at the time, I heard somebody said, "Hey." What if I can show you how to turn your annual income into your monthly? And mm-hmm. I didn't believe it, bro. I was making thirty thousand a year, and now we do that in less than a week. So we now, we're now doing about two two hundred fifty thousand a month, all virtually, where we don't see the seller, don't see the buyer, we don't see the property. And for those of you who listen, man, I I drop out of high school. I didn't go to college. I don't have a business degree. I don't have any business experience. I don't have any. Dude, what I have is the hustle and the willingness to put in the work. So you have that within you, dude. Anything is possible, man.
0: Yo, yo, I love that you. Yo, I love that you touched on that, man. Like. I can't stress it enough how much hustle has to do with success, man. Like, for real. Like, as, yo, as, yo, I, I, I hear you talk about it a lot, actually. Um, um you're, you're one of the few speakers that speak from the heart, you know what I'm saying? And you just, you just you're so, you're so disappointed, man. So, um, what i want to ask you is this, man. When when you have, for those folks out there, right, they wanna get into this business, but then they think that it's gonna get rich quick speed. What do you have to
1: say about that? Dude, I I tried it. <laughs> Dude, listen to me, man. Stop going for the shiny optics mm-hmm. and stop, like, when you see people post checks or whatever it is. Listen to me. I have tried. There is no shortcut. Listen, the people that post the checks, that said, hey, I closed it to you in seven days or 10 days or three days. You don't understand the amount of time and effort that they have put three to four to five years ago or maybe six months ago or a year ago where they plant the seeds and now the seller calls them back. And then they finally go through the process and actually close on the deal. All the times that they put in the blood, sweat and tears to learn the business, implement it, and they finally they reap the harvest and they close it and they closed the deal in, in seven days because maybe that's how long it took to close the deal, but they didn't show you all the days, all the times that they're up <laughs> late at night handwriting these letters. Where yep. I did that for a whole entire year, from 9 p.m. until midnight to 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and nobody saw that. Nobody sees that. Everybody sees that now and said, Kong, dude, you made it look so easy. Dude, it's easy now because I already paid the price.
0: Aw, oh, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, I tried to get rich quick. There is no get rich quick, I tell you, man. <laughs> That's facts, man.
0: That's facts. Look, I'm, I'm sure that we're all interested right now to, to hear about your first deal, that reality check. Talk about that, man.
1: Oh, dude, yeah, bro. Okay, so, obviously, I started this knowing nothing about real estates, no connection, no experience, mm-hmm. no knowledge, like, like no friends and family or entrepreneurial, nothing. So, we're the reason why we got into real estates is because of the wife. You know, at 28, she wanted more in life, and she's like, well, how can we become a millionaires, like sooner? Like, like, you know, our whole goal is like this, man. Our whole model since the age of 18, is do things that other people don't do so one day we can live the life like other can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we're willing, to, dude, we're willing to sacrifice, and we're willing to do whatever it takes, morally, right, not hurting anybody. So um, so we went, man, and I got into the whole fix and flip game because I thought that, you know what, if I'm going to start out, I have some money saved up already from years and years ago that I've grind and saved. Where my wife and I, man, at the age of eighteen to nineteen to twenty, we're living on a monthly budget of fifty dollars to spend. Uh. Listen, man, fifty dollars to spend, which means, dude, I used to remember going out to dinner, where, you, where I ordered a bowl, you know, I order a spring roll. For those of you know, spring roll is about a dollar and fifty cents. And my wife, my wife stopped the waitress and said, "No, we cannot have any spring roll because we don't have like that's not within our budget." Yeah. So, dude, so we saved up some money when we started real estate, dude. I was like, well, you know what? Why would I want to start at ground zero, which is wholesaling, right? Like, yeah. why would I want to start at ground zero? I want to start at level one because I have some money saved aside already. Yeah. So, I, dude, I got into the whole fix and flip game. It took me six months to get my first, uh, my first deal and was actually through a realtor. I did the fix and flip game for about three to four years, man, to the point where I tapped out because I was doing – Three to four projects, got about $1.5 million tied up. And, and I just couldn't do anymore. I just couldn't leverage anymore. And I was working 14, 15, 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then I like, well, dude, why why, why do I get into real estate in the first time? Well, one is to make a boatload of money. Yeah. Two, dude, two was to have the time freedom, yeah. right? But I like, well, dude, I'm making money, but I'm not having the time freedom. So I said, like, wait a second, this business is not this is not the life I want. So I have to sit down, man, and look at what I want. And then I'll be like, well, you know what? I couldn't do any more. And then this and then I got this hot deal under contract. And I said, like, I can't buy anymore. And and, and I I don't want to continue the fix and flip game. So I locked up property up on contract, man. I, I knew a little bit, I, I heard about wholesaling, tried it, so fell fell by in two days. Sold that deal in seven days and made twenty-eight thousand and I never looked back, bro. Wow. Made twenty-eight thousand in seven days when I was fixing and flipping, I couldn't make that, right? The whole fix yeah. and flip game is like a you know, it's like a couple month process. So dude, after I did that, bro, my mind just explode because now I know that hey, if I can do that, if I can close one deal in seven days, imagine what I can do.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So that was the moment right there where you realized that
1: wholesaling was the way to go, right? Oh, dude, listen. The beauty about wholesaling is that very little capital up front, right? The only thing that really, man, the only... Wholesaling doesn't have as much risk. Mm-hmm. The only risk that you're li- risking is maybe marketing money or maybe the artist money, but you see, the whole fix and flip game, when you get to the whole fix and flip game, you must understand that, dude, if your number's off bro like like one deal can wipe you out yep. one deal can wipe you out like you wake up the next day like the market well, what happens to the market back in 2008 where everything just tanked dude if you listen if you have one flip that's fine but if you try to scale up to a six figure a month business on a fix and flip game dude your number has to be right
0: that's facts that's facts so Come, I think we lost you there. I think we lost them for a second, guys. Give a second. Yo, yo, if you guys are, if you guys loving this right now, man, drop some hearts, yo. Drop some hearts. These straight facts. I think we lost them. I think we lost them just now. You guys enjoying this? He's going to jump back on. Y'all some hearts if y'all enjoying this. What up? What up? What up to everybody right now that's on? What up, Christian? I see you, boy. What's happening? What's going on to everybody that's on right now? Thank you for being on. We're gonna get Kong back on here. Yo, yo, how powerful? How powerful was that though? Huh? How powerful was that? I mean we're only we're only like what? Like 13 minutes in? 10 minutes in? Alright, hold on. We are we about to go live again,
1: alright guys? All right, you guys, hey, I, I apologize, man, but but see, the, the thing is, man, when I first did that wholesale deal, you know, I only put up $250, $250 for the earnest money, and listen, for those of you who said, hey, I don't have $250, dude, it doesn't matter, the earnest money can be $1, but it mm-hmm. just, at the time, I had the money, so I put up $250, dude, now I can tie 20 30 50 property up on the contract. And maybe have like a couple thousand into it mm-hmm. and if the market if i wake up the next day if the market take a shift dude i can go and cancel all the contract or renegotiate but imagine imagine if you fix and flip and you're doing ten flip five flip three flip and you wake up the next day the market take a shift and if you don't have cash reserve if you don't have reserve to pay for it dude guess what's going to happen you're going to get wiped out the beauty of a wholesaling man is that you're starting from the bottom. You're learning how to find discounted properties. So whether you're finding discounted property for an investor, or maybe later for yourself, you want to buy it and keep it as an investment. Dude, you already know how to find the fish. You already know how to fish. You don't depend on nobody. So, I mean, dude, so from that on, man. So when I first started wholesaling, I went and meet every seller. I go and meet seller. Obviously, dude, I didn't know how to talk to seller when I first started. Horrible. Dude, I was horrible at talking to the seller, bro. I didn't know how to negotiate. This is how I negotiate. Is that the best you can do? <laughs> is that the lowest you take? Come on, man. What's the best you can do, man? <laughs> so, so man, so after that, dude, Um. so after I went and meet the seller, I locked in property on the contract. I was doing everything myself, mm. and um, I was doing everything myself. And then I, I was like, you know what? There gotta be a better way if I wanna scale. So, and then I discovered virtual wholesaling. I said, well, what is virtual wholesaling? So, when I discovered that, man, knowing how to lock the deal up on the contract over the phone, dude, was incredible. Once you know how to lock the property up on the contract over the phone, you don't meet the sellers, you don't need to see the property. Like, I don't see the cash buy. I don't do any of that. And once you're able to build a system and a team in place, that is when you become a business owner and a true entrepreneur. See, Before that, I was doing everything myself. I was a one-man show, thinking that, you know what, the employee's not going to care as much as I do about the deal. I'm going to lose out on deals and opportunities. They're not going to be as good as me, but I was wrong. You know, that is just one stage of your life. When you do everything yourself, that's just one stage of your life. But to get to the next level, you must become a business owner and a true entrepreneur, which means you need to learn how to hire people, put them in the right place, Right, leverage people, time, people, money, and people's skill set to build your empire. You cannot do this alone. I used to think that I, I do it all by myself, and um, you know, and the things, man. When I watched the uh, when I watched the movie, like um, the men, like the the men who built America. And Rockefeller said, "Hey, he rather makes one percent and have everybody, ninety-nine percent of the people, do all the work for him to make a hundred percent and mm-hmm. do all the work." Dude, that's when I said, you know what? Yeah, ma'am, I gotta get a team, a system in place. And now, so now I'm making more than I was before, right? So we're doing about two fifty a month right now, and uh, and I'm, I'm working about like two hours a day in my wholesaling business, and that's why it gives me the time of the day to work on my personal branding, bro. That's
0: that's phenomenal, man. So so here here's a really good question, man, right? Um, obviously there was a point in time in your business where you did everything yourself, and then there was that that epiphany, right, where you had, you're like, oh, well, I, need to, I need to start expanding, they start hiring. So what point in time would you recommend that for someone who's just getting into this business, they thought it a wholesale deal, they done their first deal, their ears are wet, and they want to get from doing maybe six figures to seven figures?
1: Gotcha, man. Great question, dude. So for those of you who's starting out, you know, you're starting out. I, I really suggest that you get a couple deals under your, your belt, you know, four or five, six deals under your belt before you decide, you know what, it's time for me to hire on uh, some, you know, hire on an employee and your first employee, the first employee that you should hire and agree or disagree, comment below and let me know. The first employee you should hire is someone that's going to filter and qualify the leads for you. So, well, whether you want them to cold call or taking incoming call, but the first position is the one that qualifies, filter the lead for you, because we all know this business, man, we go through a lot of no's to find the yes, right? So that's what takes the most time out of my day, man, right? So that, that should be the first position that you should hire, is hire someone that will uh, qualify and filter the leads and then set the appointment for you. And that is the lead manager. That's correct. That's facts.
0: That's facts. So, so, what would you suggest be the second thing that you should hire?
1: Okay, so basically, what it is is one step at a time. Yep. So before, listen, before you guys start growing, because listen to me, I, I caught myself going too fast, too quick, and when you go too fast, too quick, one little speed bump, dude, can really put you back. So what you want to do is you want to grow, like you, like you want to grow steady, right? Like basically you gotta have your foundation in place. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, you gotta you have your system and you gotta make sure that your team is solid before you start to scale, before you start to increase your marketing, before you're trying to venture in a new market or maybe a new business. Listen, if you build if you build a foundation that is set for a house, you cannot put a skyscraper on there. Because the foundation is not thick enough, it's not strong enough to hold a skyscraper or to hold a mansion. Right. So before before you can before you can level up, you need your your foundation to be solid, to be as thick. So which means your system and your team has to flow like it has to like it has to be solid before you scale. So what I do is the first positions that you hire is someone obviously filter, qualify the leads. The next one is a purchase manager, which means the appointment has been qualified. Now it sets to your purchase manager. It's someone that's going to call back and lock these property up on a contract for you. You see, and when you do hire that position, I suggest that they should have somewhat of a sales skill, at least a little sales skill. If they have sales skills, because the purchase manager is when it comes to negotiating. That is when they actually negotiate with the seller and lock it up on a contract. And if they have some sales skills, I think they have that. They will have more advantage over someone that doesn't. I mean, you can train them, but it's gonna help you out. I mean, gonna cut down the training curve a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Facts, facts, guys, guys, I hope you guys are soaking up this information right now. Yo, know, like, I would ask you this too, man, right? Yep. So every, obviously everybody wants to get to seven figures, right? Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you may agree with this. Uh, a a one-man team, six figures, that can be right? But to get to seven figures, what is the biggest thing that the biggest change that needs to happen in your business?
1: Right. Okay. Uh, you mean like to, 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 get from, to get from six to seven figure. Yep. Gotcha, man. Now, listen, those of you who's watching, when I talk to people now, I say, okay, well, how much are you making first? And then second is how much time right? Do you actually work on it? Like if you're working, like to me, I don't get inspired. If you work, if you make a million a month, and you're working 15, 16 hours and 17 hours a day, like that, like that doesn't inspire me. Maybe it inspire, inspire some of you, but it doesn't inspire me because to me, what's the point of making a boatload of money when you don't have the time to, when you don't have the time to enjoy it. Right. So, so the thing is you guys, to scale from a six figure to a seven figure, really all it is, is pick is, is, it's going into another market. So if you have two markets right now that you're in and you're making 50000 maybe you have to go into a third market and then you increase your market. Listen, man, I heard this from someone and it took me, so the, so your business, how big it is, is dependent on how much you can spend on marketing. But listen to me, before you spend the money on marketing, because you don't want to be like me, I made a mistake. I dumped a bunch of money before I had a good team and a good system in place. And I was all over the place. I was losing money on my marketing. I didn't even know it because my cost per lead went skyrocket because I was trying to grow too fast, too quick. Yep. So your business, how big it grow depend on how much marketing you can spend. So right now we spend about 30 to 40, um, right now about 30, 30 to 35,000 a month on marketing. So there are guys that were making half a million to a million a month. They're spending like 100K a month. So they're spending way more than me, right? And they're in more market than I was. So Mm -hmm. to really scale up, you need to be maybe looking into another market and then start amping up your uh, marketing. Increase it slowly. Not Not like now you spend 10 and then drop another 10. I wouldn't do that. If you're spending 10,000 a month right now, then maybe do another, five, you know, two thousand, three thousand, slowly and feel, and, and you just got to feel it.
0: And this, and this actually brings up another point. I'm glad that you mentioned that, right? How important is it to be a scientist in your business? Pretty much meaning keeping track of all your KPIs.
1: Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, very, very important. So the wife actually helps me on the back end. So she does all of that, but there are, you know, if you have the system in place, all the system will keep track of that for you. It's really all just a click of a button and then I'll spit all that out for you. But yes, stating on top, stay on top of everything is, is dude, is key. It's, it's really show you if you're making money or you're not making money.
0: Thanks. Awesome. Awesome, man. So um, what are some of the challenges that you have in your business and how did you overcome this?
1: oh man uh dude so so throughout my young life like throughout when i was a uh, was a kid all the way to yeah. i was like in my like tw- in my 20s i was dude i was battling with insecurity i was mentally and physically insecure i was extremely shy i hated myself I used to tell I, I used to tell God like why me? And I used to tell my parents like why created me? Like 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 why why am I even alive? Mm. Because because I was so insecure, and I hated myself terrible, man. Like, but the but the person that was like the person of who I am now was buried deep down because of my insecurity. Like like I knew that I was like an outgoing guy. I love to talk to people. Mm. I love to be around people, but. Uh, but, but I couldn't bring it out because I hated myself. Mm. So, dude, and, and what helped me overcome that, bro, is love. Dude, I'm telling you, love is powerful because, so, I knew that I couldn't be, I knew that if I continued to be who I am, I couldn't keep the relationship with, my, with me and the wife.
0: Yeah.
1: And my love for her is much stronger than whatever I was battling. And the love pushes me really, man, really pushes me through that. But it's not, it didn't happen overnight. It was one day at a time. And um, dude, I remember the day that I went to the mall to help the wife out selling hair extensions. Yeah. And I got my first reje- reje- uh I got my first re- rejection, and dude, my heart just dropped, tears were coming down my eyes. I was surrounded by a bunch of people. I remember my palms get all sweaty. And I ran. I drove home, and I cried to the. I cried to the wife, and it just, dude, it just one day at a time, battling it, just one day, one one step at a time. And after six months, bro, dude, after six months, man, I was putting on hair extension. I was singing in the mall, dude. It was, yeah. But um, but 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 what helped me push over that, dude, is the love that I have for the wife. I just knew that I couldn't be the person that I am, th- th- for me to continue to be with her, because. Because every single time when she showed me love or affection, I would push it away because I hated myself. Like, I feel like I don't deserve it. I feel like I, I don't deserve that we've been together. Like, you know, things like that, man.
0: Wow. Wow, man. Yo, yo, real quick, man. Shout out to the wife, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the wife for holding it down, you know, because that, that that's powerful, man. I mean, look, look look. at the end of the day, just, just, just like you said earlier, you can make millions of dollars, but I mean... It means nothing at the end of the day if you if if you don't have love. Yep. You know what I'm mean? saying? And especially if you're not able to enjoy it and enjoy your life for what it, for what it truly is. Moments. Moments, man. That's what we, we work hard for. So that's that's powerful, man. Um, so so what would be your strengths? I would say it's your wife I don't wanna to I I don't wanna jump the gun here.
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, man, I think I think my strength is that the I have the work ethic. Like uh. Like when I decided to go into something, dude, like, I don't care how many hours I need to put in 10, 15, like, 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 so like, I actually have people that ask me that, like, I think for me it's the work ethic. I dude, I can just work. But listen, those of you who's watching this, listen, working hard alone will not bring you riches. Working Mm. hard alone will not do it. You got to work hard. And then once you accumulate the money, then you got to work smart. Yeah. You know, the combination is what, re- is what really gets you to the next level. Working hard alone itself is not going to do it. Because my brother right now works probably 10 times harder than I am, right? Dude, I'm right now, is like, lazy. I would say that. But I make 10 times more than he could. So it's, it's, But when I first started, yeah, I worked extremely hard, bro. I worked two jobs, come home, and do wholesaling on the side. And once my wholesaling on, picks up, then, then I quit the job, you know. Then I learn how to leverage the money, hire on people, and work smarter.
0: Come on, man. Come on. Come on, on man. Shit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo,
1: you know what? I, I, I'm glad you brought that
0: up, man, because I'll tell you this, man. I was, I was actually speaking with somebody, and, um, and, and and we were talking about getting his wholesaling business started, right? And the thing he let me know was when, when he gets out of work, he's tired. Mm. The reason why he hasn't taken any action in about three months is because he's tired. Hey, yo, come. On. what do you got to say about that, bro? What do you got to say about that, bro? Talk about
1: Dude, that. dude come on, man. <laughs> dude, if that guy hit me up, I would say, hey, it's better for you to keep your 95 because this game is yeah. not for you. That's right. Dude, come on, man. That's dude, right. L- like, like, listen, man. Dude, this game ain't... This game is not easy. This game is not for everybody. This game is for the true hustler, for the one that said, hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get to the 1%. Dude, if that is you, dude, just forget it. Just quit the game, stick with the 9-to-5, suck on your thumbs, go to sleep, come wake up and work for somebody, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Yo,
0: yo. (laughs) Hey, so this actually brings up a part two question on that topic, right, because... Here's the other thing. I want to ask you this, right? What is what is your thoughts on being cheap in the sense of in, the, in, in this sense? Not saying that if you can't afford something, go out there and put yourself, you know, in, in depth. However, if there is a tool, or if you need to get out there, market, holding on to that, holding on to that ten dollars, like, mm, I don't know if this is gonna work or not, or going in at it and believing in it. What does it take?
1: Gotcha, man. So. So, hey, dude, um, before I answer that, listen, excuses is only for loser. Winners, dude, winners don't make excuse, dude. They make it happen. They make the shit happen, man. Loser is only for, dude, excuse only for loser. So, dude, now when it comes to being cheap, you know, I think cheap and what's the other word? Uh, what's the other word? Uh, frugal. frugal? Yes. Yeah, frugal, man. Dude, cheap is one thing. Frugal is another thing. Like my wife and I, like my wife, dude, she's extremely, like she's frugal. Knowing where to put the money, but when it's, when it needed to be spent, she'll spend the money, right? I mean, dude, we spent over six, dude, we spent over six figure on hiring a mentor, over a hundred thousand dollars hire a mentor. Dude, we paid $20,000 to go to a mastermind. You see, the thing is that, the thing is that if, dude, listen, there's nothing free in life. Okay. There, dude, there's nothing free in life. And dude, if, if you're not willing to make the investment in yourself or in your business, then I did, I like, I mean, like, it, like, listen, man, you either, you either pay like to me throughout my life and throughout my journey. Here's what happened. You either pay with time or you pay with money. The choice is really yours. If you want to go cheap, dude, then you put up the time. If you, if you don't, if you like, Hey, If not, then you put up the money, dude. The choice is yours. But if both of them, dude, if if you don't want any of them, dude, it's just, it's not for you, man. That's right. It's just not for you. So, so you know what? To get to the next level, you you know the the shortcut is to learn from people that's already been where you want it to be because because they become your GPS, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's like getting in a car when you have a GPS. You punch in the destination. And it shows you how to get there. But without the GPS, and if you've never been to that destination before, like you've never been there before, guess what? You might make a couple wrong turns, right? You might make a couple wrong turns. You might do a, re- a loop in a circle. Eventually, if you keep on going, we all know it, man. If you don't quit, you- you'll get there. If you keep on going, but maybe it'll take you six months or a year or two years longer. Like, like the-, the thing is, to me, man, when, when I start making some money, I just like, you know what? I don't want to see the, like, I, I I know that I can always make the money again, but yeah. I can never get the time back. Mm. So, you know, I mean, s- some people will say, some people will say like, well, you either value time or money more. No, dude. There's some people that are cheap. Like they have the money, but they yeah. don't want to spend it then, which means dude, you got now it's cutting into your time. What is your time worth? You know what I mean?
0: That's facts. That's facts, man. That's right, yo. You guys some hearts
1: right now. Y'all hear this,
0: man? Y'all hear this? You dropping gems right now. So, so here's another question, man. Um, what what is three pieces of advice that you would give to newbie
1: investors getting started right now? Gotcha, man. So for those of you starting out, number one is you got to believe that this business is possible. Because I know some of you don't believe that wholesaling is possible, right? it's fake, it's baloney, it's a scam, you gotta believe it's possible, because if you don't believe something is possible, guess what you do, you put it in the back burner, like, when you don't believe in it, why would you try to dig into it, right, so you gotta believe it's possible, because when you believe it's possible, you're gonna dig into it, number two, if I don't care, man, I don't care where you're at right now in your life, listen to me, it doesn't matter who you are today, What matters is who you become tomorrow. You gotta believe even 1%, even, you know, maybe you don't believe in yourself, but dude, believe in him, believe in me. Dude, listen, now you gotta believe that you can do this. I, I like, I don't care what situation you're in. Dude, I used to, when I was living in a little shed behind a mobile home park, some of my friends, some of my family called me a loser because I was a high school dropout and they told me that I was never gonna make it in life. Right, they told me I was never gonna make it in life. Two of my good friends, one go to a four-year degree of college, another one goes to an eight-year degree of college. Dude, I make more in one month, than they both combine in a whole entire year. Dude, it doesn't matter who you are, what matters who you right. become tomorrow. So you gotta believe that you can do this. Dude, even at, even 0.1%, you got to. Because that's gonna that's gonna take you to step number three is you got to take massive action. Like massive action. Listen, man, information. Without execution is freaking worthless. Information without execution. Dude, I talked to so many people, and this is what they said, Kong. I watched that video already. I've read that book, but you ain't doing shit, man. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't doing shit. You got a lot of information, you got a lot of book, but you got nothing cooking. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? Word. so
0: now this is paralysis.
1: Yeah, man. So so to me, it's that you got to take action. You got to take massive action. Now, listen. Those of you being broke, like temporary broke, it's fine. But continue to be poor and be broke, that is your fault. Shame on you. Dude, we all started from zero, right? Everybody has made it to the top, man, was once an amateur. Dude, being poor is fine, bro. But if you continue to stay poor, shame on you. Because... Dude, this is the land of opportunities. Anything is possible when you put your mind to it, dude. You can make anything happen. But some of you forget to put in the work. The W O R K. You are lazy. God, man.
0: Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got no more comments on that subject, man.
1: No more <laughs> comments. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: That's 100 facts, man. I, you know, look. I, I don't get too much into, you know, um, nationality and talking about this or that or that or this. But, I mean, look, I, I'm from Haiti, man. So, hustle, come on, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's 100% fact. We are, in, we are in the land of opportunity. So many people come here for an opportunity. And you're telling me you're not getting your ass up and working? Come on, man. Yeah, come on, I, man. I said that, bro. That's what I like about you, man. You just straight up and say that's that's so important. That's so so important, man. Um, so let, let me ask you this right now. What are your goals right now? What are you looking to create? I know you got a movement right now, wholesale to millions, guys. If you don't know about it, y'all better get to know about it right now. All right. What what's the food for you right now, Tom?
1: Yeah, man, so um so basically right now, dude, right now on the wholesale million, we're doing about two fifty a month. I'm trying to take that to three fifty a month. And uh, on the personal branding, dude, we're doing about 50k a month. I'm trying to take that to 100k a month on the personal branding. Um, on the rental side, we're uh, we're getting about 10,000 in passive income. I'm trying to take that. I'm trying to take that to 100k. Cause right now, all I'm doing is the wife and I are just waiting the waiting for the market to take a shift, and then that's we're gonna fun. dump all of our our money that we have yeah. made in wholesale onto rental property because we all know that's the end game.
0: That's right. Yep. And part two question, now that you brought that up, right? When the market tanks, what does that mean for a wholesaler?
1: Oh, come on. Come on, man. Dude, listen. Dude, back in 2008, 2009, I didn't know anything. I didn't know. I, I didn't even know anything about real estate. I didn't know about wholesaling, anything like that. For those of you who listen to me, for those of you who are not aware of wholesaling, that's fine. But if you already know about this business and you continue, to, to you continue your 95, your nine to five and not making any move, shame on you. Because listen, right now is the time for you to learn, for you to learn this business. Once you're not to do it, I'm telling you, man, when the markets take a shift, that's when you take, dude, that is when, uh, that is when preparation meets opportunities, you know that back in 2008, 2009, dude, I see all these opportunity opportunities pass, pass by. I couldn't do anything, Not, you know, like looking back, right? I, I didn't I, – because I, I I didn't know anything.
0: Right, right.
1: Dude, now when the market tickets – dude, bro, I'm going to go out there, bro. I'm going to lock all the property on contract using creative financing. I'm going to buy up as much property, dude, and buy up low. Like, because – because, yeah. listen, man – Back, back, back when I first got, um, I think it's 2012 or so when I got in real estate. Like, like where I live right now, a duplex is going to cost you about a duplex. It's going to cost you about three hundred fifty thousand or maybe three hundred three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand, right? <laughs> Yeah. Bro, when the market when the market tank, bro, that is, dude, when you know how to do this business, when you don't have to find good deals, that is when preparation meets opportunities. So I know when the market tanked, back in 08, a duplex now, dude, I, back then, I buy for 150, yeah. 140,000, half of whatever it is right now, bro. So dude, pass that through. And the income that it brings, like the rent that it brings in, the rent, yeah. like, The rent doesn't affect as much as the value of the property. So, dude, like, right now, we're just preparing. Like, we have the knowledge. We already know how to do this. We already know how to find good discounted deal, dude. I'm going to freaking blow it up, bro, and and, just buy all rental property.
0: Man, y'all hope y'all got that. I hope y'all got that. And the other good thing, I want to touch on that as well, right? Of course, when a market tanks and it's at its lowest point, the only way to go is back up. So what does that mean for, for the uh, for the future of your investments that you buy when it's low?
1: Mm. Oh, smart, dude. Yep, absolutely. And, and for those of you who's listening to this, you said, oh, well, wholesaling, you know, Kong, well, when the market tickets tank, nobody's gonna buy, wholesaling doesn't work. Dude, what doesn't work is you, man. Who are you, listen, man, who are you asking your advice from? Dude, when the market tickets uh, tank, that is when most, that is when more millionaires have ever been created because they take that, that's when they take advantage because that's when preparations, right, meets opportunities. Also, too, is mm-hmm. listen, there's in every market there's always a buyer the beauty about wholesaler is that our goal is to find things that are less than what market value is so if the yep. property is worth 100000 hundred thousand today let's just say a month from now it's only worth eighty thousand well our goal as a wholesaler is buy it it's get it locked up on a contract for less than eighty thousand you see yep. so it doesn't matter what market we're in our goal is to find these property at a discount way less than what the property is worth, and then we assign it over to a cash buyer that's willing to pay more, and that's how we make our money. So it doesn't matter what market you're in, man.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Like, I, I'm, I'm so glad you said that, man, there's a lot of wholesalers who, uh, they, they get a little shaky when they hear, all oh, the market's going to go down, you know, you know, the whole propaganda thing, you know what I'm saying? So... But that's the best time to be in it. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, when the market shifts over, we're going to have more of investor buyers on the market buying up a lot of properties. So, hey, that's exactly what wholesalers are selling to investors. So I'm very (laughs) glad you touched on that, man. Um, Let me ask you this, man. How can listeners connect with you, bro? How can everybody
1: here connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can find me on Instagram, Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot W-T-M, or on YouTube, Wholesale to (laughs) Millions.
0: Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. So we're going to open up for a Q&A, guys.
1: I, I know you guys got
0: questions right now. I know y'all could just be sitting here all quiet with no questions. Now we're all that to been dropped, and type your questions been at the bottom right now. We're going to take some questions right now. All right. So somebody asked, what is creative financing from John?
1: Gotcha. So, John, crea- okay, creative financing. Now, I don't teach creative financing because I'm not an expert, right? Like, I will go and do creative, like, I know how to do it, but I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to teach you. But what creative financing is that you basically go find a seller that you can do owner finance, subject to, lease options, and, um, you know, so so you can find some video on YouTube, or you can check my, um, or you can check my, uh, uh, one of my buddy out is House Buying Brian. That's all he does. Yep, House Buying Brian, that's all he does is creative financing. Yes. I know how to do it, but I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to teach that.
0: Okay. Cool, cool. So EJ Vines, his question is, what's the foundation necessary for a newer investor? I have the system, tools, and processes for up to a lead manager.
1: Wait, um, say that again.
0: What is the foundation necessary for a newer investor? I have the system, tools, and processes for up to a lead manager.
1: Okay, but what? So I, I I'm sorry. I, I don't quite understand what that question is. E- EJ, please rephrase your question, brother. Rephrase that
0: question for us and type it in.
1: Like, is he saying he knew? Like, he's new into the game. He has all the system and all the all the people in place, mm-hmm. but he still haven't got his first deal.
0: Y- yeah, we need some more clarification on that, EJ. Please type that in, brother. Yeah, uh, man, come got, on, man. <laughs> we've got someone else in here. Uh, which is best to build first buyer's list or seller's list?
1: Mm, mm, mm. Okay, man. I have to, okay. <laughs> people ask those of you starting out, you ask this question. Listen, there is no buyer first or seller first. Do you do them both? Yeah. Like, 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 like I get people saying, well, come on, Should I go build my buyer's list first or go find a motivated seller? Dude. My question to you is what you do. Why can't you do both? Right. Like, listen. So it depends on who you follow. Some of you, you're following too many people, and one person tell you this, and another person tell you this, and I tell you to do both. Now, listen. All what you need to do is you need to break your schedule, okay? Cause, listen to me, man. Put an ad on Craigslist, right? A uh, finding cash buyer and finding seller. I mean, why? Why can you do that at the same time? When you calling up a realtor and when you call up a realtor and say, hey. My partner and I are looking to fix and flip uh, properties in the area. And we're looking to buy some property for cash. Do you have a seller that are looking to sell for a quick cash, hassle free, hassle free. And if that, if that agent tell you, uh, uh, you know, if they, if that agent tells you, no, I don't. And then they, and then you just ask them, okay, no problem. Like ask them, do they work with investor? Yeah. Right. Do they work with investors? Do they have uh, other cash buyers? And then you take notes, man. So, so to me, you can do both. It's not one or the other. Do both. You just need to break your schedule so that way you so that way you're not overwhelmed yourself. It, if that makes sense, man.
0: So I wonder one, would you suggest buying a buyer's list to get started? So listen, um, I believe he just answered that question. Uh so Kong, are you also gonna invest in commercial? If so, how?
1: oh yeah so when you guys are talking about commercial i i guess you're asking about apartment so my wife and i um yes we we invest in apartment but not commercial as in like you know strip malls um not uh like a sh- shopping center or maybe you know so we we invest in commercial because five units or more is, is considered commercial yes as long as they're apartment rental units yes
0: awesome awesome uh, how many phone calls should I call a day in order to have at least one deal a month I also have a full-time job?
1: Mm, For- good questions. The thing is that it depends on how good you are on the phone. And how many calls, I cannot tell you because I don't know how good you are on the phone. Some people, they only need to call 100 people and they're able to get one deal. Some have to call 2,000 people. But your goal, mo- Dude, your goal, bro, is to call as much as you can to get your first deal that shouldn't dude that shouldn't be a number dude when people ask you just like when people ask you so how long are you going to go at this dude i'm going to go until i succeed there is no time limit man (laughs)
0: let's go let's go all right so it's from island life six if you have to start all over again with little to no money how would you get your first deal done
1: Oh, dude, good, 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 good question, man. So dude, if I was to start all over again, no money. This is exactly what I would do. When I first started, I didn't know the important. I didn't know the important of talking to seller. I was, I was searching for, Oh, what is the next marketing? What's the next hot marketing to go for? What's the best list to target? Mm. Dude, I was wrong. When I talk to seller, dude, I suck so bad that I couldn't even convert a motivated seller leads into an actual deals because the way that I sound, the way that I talk, it scares them off. It sounds scammy and all that. So what I suggest is you take some time, learn and study how to talk to seller, how to handle objections, rebuttal, how to negotiate, all of that. And then the next thing I would do is I would target expired listing. Mm. And let me tell you, let me tell you, man, listen, listen. I get so many people tell me, Kong, well, what about pre-foreclosure? Dude, I don't like pre-foreclosure as much as probate, expired listing, or tax delinquents. And let me tell you why I picked, uh, I pick expired listing. Because when I first started, dude, I hit expired listing, and I hit expired listing hard. And let me tell you the beauty about expired listing. So you want to go back like three to four years ago. Because three or four years ago, the property worth less than what it is now. But mm-hmm. when the seller lists the property at the time, they already listed at a figure that they would sell it for. Most sellers don't know that the market has appreciated. appreciate. And if they do, they don't know how much it has to appreciate it to, all right? Now you're calling them back, right? So listen, you're gonna go through a lot of no's until you get a yes. But when you get that yes, it's, dude, it's extremely, extremely, like, like, it's a good potential deal. And when you negotiate with the seller, you negotiate based on the price that they have listed before. Now, listen, the beauty about li- uh, expired listing is that these sellers try, they try to put their property on the market to sell, but for some reason they couldn't sell the property. So they're sick and tired of, you know, dealing with agents. They understand what all the closing costs, what all the hassle, with all the pain that they have to go through. And you're calling them, and say, hey, we buy cash. We close quickly, no realtor commissions, no closing cost fee. Dude, all of that is like music to the ears. And listen, most seller that you call contact on expired listing wants the price three to four years ago because that's what they want and they couldn't sell it. There is no logic reason in their mind. Well, if I couldn't sell three or four years ago, why would I Why? Why? why would I want it higher if they are motivated to sell, right? If it, So if that makes sense. So you already have 10 to 20% margin in there. So when you negotiate, you negotiate on their old price. Hey, you don't have to pay realtor commission. Knock realtor commission off, 6%. Hey, you don't have to pay closing costs. That's another 3%. Knock the 3% out. Dude, that's already about 10%. And then you'll be like, hey, it's a hassle-free sale. Right? We buy it as is. So which means you don't have to do all the repairs, all the work, all that update. We're going to take care of it. So with that being said, what's the best that you can do? That's right. You see, you guys, when you negotiate, telling them, telling the seller to come off on price without a reason, like without a reason, they would never do it. You see saying, hey, is that the lowest you go? Like doesn't do anything like but but if you say like this, you know, our company pay for all the closing costs. So things like all the excise tax, the transfer tax, the tighter insurance, the escrow free, no realtor commission you have to worry about. So, you know, with that being said, could you see yourself going any, you know, could you see yourself going any, uh, uh, could you see yourself taking anything lower or go any lower or, or, or can you go a little bit lower for us? You mm-hmm. see that now you turn it around, you make it very personal. Can you go lower, a little bit lower for us?
0: Come on guys. Oh, uh, drop, drop some hearts, man. Y'all stop with it. Drop, drop some hearts. Look at that. Yo, <laughs> He right. <laughs> stopped me with that though, with, with the um uh, with the expired listing. That's that's yo, know, you guys, you guys got a huge nugget today. A huge nugget today. Huge. So here's another question for you. Alright, so um this question here is from let's see here. This question here uh Where do I find the following list? Huh? But, but I think that
1: you are talking about skip tracing? Okay, so, got you. So so basically basically once they get a list, they need to now they want to know where they go to skip trace the list. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, so basically so you guys there's there you know there are free way to do it and there's a pay way to do it. So we use batch skip tracing, right? To to actually skip trace and get phone number or you or for those of you who don't have the money, then you can use people search peoplesearch.com.
0: All right. All right. So we're going to take, we're going to take a couple more questions here, guys. And then, uh, and then we're going to end the live. Um, here's from Leo. Do you think it's worth to have a real estate license since laws might be
1: changing? Do you think, okay. to have Okay. Listen, well, the, the question back to you is what is your intention when you get this license? Are you getting the license because you just want access to the MOS? Because if that's the case, there are other ways to get access to the MLS without getting a license cuz when you get your license now you become a realtor, right? And as an agent there are there are laws, rules and regulations you have to follow. You see? So for me, I like like I'm not an agent, I'm a full-time investor. And and for those of you who try to be an agent and an investor at the same time, you like you're trying to be great at both, you're trying to build a business for both at the same time trust me like trust like 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 try it and then tell me if i'm wrong because it's extremely hard and because each one of them require focus and require a massive amount of work from you if i were you if i were you starting out you just need to pick one that you want to be good at you want to be great at and then go all in on it okay so to me man i mean If you want access to the MLS, because, because having access to MLS is like, it's basically, it's a benefit, but to get access to MLS, all you need to do is connect with other agents and Mm -hmm. trade, right? Trade value. Say, hey, my partner and I, we spend a lot of money marketing. So when we come across a deal that doesn't work for us as an investor. So we can send it, sorry, uh, the boss is calling. So we can send it over to you and you can contact the seller and you can list it, right? So basically it's like you scratch my back, I scratch your back. there gotta be, There, there got to be something for, for somebody, all right? And that's how you get access to MLS it, it's, it's exchange in benefit and also choose maybe you can offer them some money to help them pay for their realtor license because as a new realtor, there's a lot of costs that they inquire to hang their license. So maybe you offer to pay some money or something like that, man.
0: Awesome. 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 So so here's the last question. Um, how do I get expired listings?
1: Oh, dude. Easy, bro. And it's free. So to get expired listing is that if I were you, if I were you, listen, if I were you, I would go and sign up for my local RIA. Go to your local RIA and that's where and that's where you want to hook up with the realtor because you know why? Because most realtors that goes to your your that goes to the RIA, your local RIA, they understand because when you go in there, they talk about everything. They talk about fixing clip, uh, creative financing, wholesaling, all of that. So they're exposed to that. So they understand as a wholesaler why you would want access to it. And what you need to do is you just need to exchange. Um, it's exchanging value to get access to the MOS and once you're able to get access to the MOS, then you can pull your expired listing and it's free. And obviously you can cold call or you can send them a letter, whatever you want it to do. Um, if, if they, if the agent don't give you access to the MOS, you just need to tell the agent, Hey, could you pull an expired listing for me? And can you go, uh, I would, I would go back at least five years, go five years back and then have them send it over to you.
0: Awesome. Awesome, man. Fantastic. Wait, wait, wait! Yes. One
1: more, one more thing, and let me tell you guys the beauty when you get access to us when you pull expired listing. Guess what? You will have the seller's name and the seller's phone number on there, so you mm. can actually call directly straight from that without the skip tracing, without all of that. There you go. Uh,
0: this, this has been so much fun,
1: bro, dude. I want to say, man, thank you so much, bro. It's such an honor. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I truly, really appreciate it, man. Thank Honestly.
0: You. Thank you so much as well, bro. Uh, I'm looking at the comments right now. Everybody's like lit right now. I see a whole bunch of like crazy smiley faces, fireballs and everything. So So it's been a great show for sure. Let's wholesale real estate. We're going to wholesale real estate. If you want to wholesale real estate.